<laughs> it's private. <laughs> okay, praise the Lord. It's good to see you tonight. So good to see you. You're all looking good, and even in this hot, hot day, hot summer day, you're here on a Wednesday night, and we just think you're awesome, praise the Lord. As other people come in, and, and before we turn on, um, we appreciate all those of you that, show, that were able to. Others would have wanted to, but they had other uh, obligations. Uh, but we had such a um, support from our church at the uh, Dutch City Library uh, yesterday. And, uh, you know, in the uh, prayer meeting this morning, we were talking uh, with the ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> um, praise the Lord. I said something this morning, well, girls, and then I had to say boy, <laughs> because we have, we have a brother that has been joining us, praise the Lord. But anyway, um, we, it was said, somebody brought it up, you, you know, you just really did not know, it was not very clear the purpose, uh, that anything was accomplished, in other words. And, and to tell you the truth, uh, didn't you know that was what was going to happen already? Um, but we showed up, and the mayor was there. And the, these are spiritual things. We're not going to change. Uh, we're not going to change those conditions by speeches. It's going to take the Spirit of God. It's going to take the power of God. You know, is it the, because there has to first be repentance. Yeah, and, and meaning we're going one direction, we're going to make decisions to go another. And so for that, it, it, it's going to take the power of God. It's going, to take, it's going to take our prayers. It's going to take intentional actions in our lives. And it's going to take the love of God. You know, uh, I have to tell you, it bothers me, even though you know the devil is always an exaggerator and a liar. And, um, but when, when there's people that just talk bad about the church, they lump it all together, you know. And so, you can, you can, uh, Definitely disagree with someone, but you don't have to. You don't have to be hateful. Jesus sat among sinners while they were still sinners. But, but there was something in him, about him, and out of him that changed the people around him. And that is what we need to aspire to, you know? But anyway, um, all of you and others that are not here from the church that, that um, took the podium, we thought you did wonderful. You did your part, and we appreciate you. Praise the Lord. Pastor and I were not led to say anything. 
So if we're not led, we don't. Amen? But we were glad to be there. So anyway, that's, that's enough. Um, enough said. Uh, but our job is clear. Amen? We're here um, with a clear purpose and vision in that city along with others. Amen? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Well, let's go ahead and start tonight. Let's start with a word of prayer. Father, we just want to thank you for the presence of the Holy Spirit. We want to thank you for the holy written word. We thank you, Lord, for the ministry, once again, of the Holy Spirit in our lives. We remember, we're mindful right now of the day when we were touched by the Holy Spirit and we knew that we were in need of a Savior and we proclaimed you Lord of our lives and we gave you the Lordship of our lives. We remember that day, Lord, and we thank you, Lord. We thank you for opening the eyes of our understanding and our prayers, Lord, are for others for others in our city, in the towns around us that have not come to know you as the Lord and their Savior, their everything. Lord, in our prayer is open their eyes, open the eyes of their understanding, Holy Spirit, that they might see. Lord, grant unto your servants, as they prayed in the book of Acts, that with all boldness we may speak your word by stretching your hand to heal and that signs and wonders be done in the name of your holy child, Jesus. And as our prayer today, Lord, and every day, we give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, last week we, we started, uh, or I started, and I wanted to, to finish today, um, with the the talking about the the Holy Spirit's ministry um, within there's there's the ministry of the Holy Spirit in within and the ministry of the Holy Spirit upon. Uh, but I'm led to talk about uh, the Holy Spirit and continue, you know, finish today and and the relationship between knowing the Holy Spirit and our spiritual growth. You know, um, I was taught a long time ago the importance of knowing the Father, knowing the Son, and knowing the Holy Spirit. Now, we might at, at times um, refer to him as the Holy Ghost, because the Bible has, you know, both both uh, names given to the same Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, same same thing, same same person of the Trinity, and so you know, normally when we're born again, right after being born again, most people will either start developing. Uh, love relationship with Jesus 
the son or some with the father. Um, but it's important that, that we understand the, the ministry of the three in one in our lives. And that especially, I'm not saying that is more important because the Holy Spirit, you see, is going to, sh- is going to be his help that will show you the Father and his ministry in your life, and that will show you the Son and his ministry in your life. Um, because the Holy Spirit is who Jesus said, I'm going to send to you when he said, I'm going, I'm, I'm going to the Father, when his ministry was done, you see. So let's, let's open up our Bibles uh, tonight to John six, 16. We talked um, about the Holy Spirit being our guide and our helper. Uh, no, maybe we maybe we just covered um, general things and then the helper. Did I get into the guide? Those of you that were here last Wednesday, nobody was here last Wednesday. <laughs> uh, so anyway, John 16, anyhow, is where I want to start. John 16, verse 13. Please, Melissa. Uh, so just just in case, I don't think that we covered much about the guide. Yeah, yeah. Some of you are going to... Um, we may have shown that scripture, but that scripture says a lot. Um, so is it up up there is it not is it working tonight otherwise i'm going to open my own bible i'm spoiled by reading it up there myself um so i'm going to read they usually give me the new king james uh, and then the amplified or i'm going to read these then in the king james uh, whatever version you might have so it says how be it uh, we'll start with verse 12 this is jesus talking I have, I, I still have, or I have yet many things to say to you. So he wasn't done. Jesus is telling them that he wasn't done talking to them, uh, relating things to them, teaching things to them. And he taught many things. But he said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. In other words, you, you're still not ready for them. You know? And so... So that's why he said, how be it when he, he, the Holy Spirit is not an it, it's a he. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, is come, and we've talked about the different names that, that relate to us, his attributes. Um, when the spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth. That's amazing. It's so wonderful. Let these words, you know, sink in our hearts. That when the Holy Spirit comes, then he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. There, light be. We have, we have it. Thank you. So again, 
Jesus is saying, I have many things to tell you, but you're not ready to hear them yet. But there's going to be one that will come, and he's the spirit of truth, and he's going to guide you into all the truth, because he's not going to speak of himself. Well, Jesus already, if, if you remember back in John 12, especially, but in other places, he had himself uh, spoken to the disciples, and other, not just the twelve, but others around, and he had said to them that he didn't speak of himself. So see, we see these similarities between Jesus and the Holy Spirit. They, they never speak of themselves. They speak, uh, Jesus said, that what he heard the Father say to him, that's what he said. What he, in fact, he also said what he saw the Father do. That's what he did. You know, uh, we were talking about, uh, I don't know how it came out this morning, but misconceptions that, that people can have. Of course, those that have not read the Bible even more, uh, you know, it's amazing how that you hear people uh, quote the Bible and they haven't even read it, you know. Have you ever encountered, yeah. Uh, now, we're not judging, we're just saying something that it just happens. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, then you have people that are part of the body of Christ, uh, but that, that they will misquote things too. We've got to stay in, in, in our Bibles, you know. Uh, and so, uh, so you know, people have the, the concept that Jesus just went around and doing anything. Any, any need that he saw, that he met every need. That he went just arbitrarily and healed anybody that he saw that needed healing. And you may think, you know, even as a, as a very good Christian, you know, all of us may think, why didn't he do that? He had the power to do it. Why didn't he do it? Well, the Father didn't, didn't show him to do it. You know, and sometimes we, we, need, to be, we need to be aware that, you know, sometimes we, we might expect um, pastor to do everything. Doesn't he see that there's this need? Doesn't he see that there's, he ought to go, he ought to go and talk to some, this person. Or he ought to go and do that. No, you know, he ought to do what the Lord tells him to do. You know, because if you go in your own power and there's no results, then the Lord's not going to be glorified. So we never want to do something because... Now, 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 don't take me wrong. There's always a place, always, a place to, to comfort, to encourage, to call someone, to give a word of encouragement. But what I, I'm talking about is, you know, certain things. We're, 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 we believe in the power of God to be in demonstration. So it's really amazing what some people think that Jesus did. Or did not do. Just read your Bible, read the Gospels, and see what he did. 
Amen. It's wonderful. I, I really recommend it. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> so, uh, so let's go to another scripture, Romans 8, 14. And then we'll go along. You see, no one can be led or guided, none of us, without placing ourselves in the hands of the one who's the guide. Never take for granted that just because you attend a certain church or you're part of a certain group or you're a Christian that, that you know, you're going to be guided. The Lord will do for you what you depend on him to do. Uh, you know, he still said, ask, and you will receive. Um, you, you have to believe that he's your guide. Trust him to be your guide. Uh, remind yourself and put him to remember, remembrance. Because, you know, I, I, Isaiah spoke from the mouth of God and said, put me in remembrance. So put him in remembrance, and, you know, through, through thanksgiving, that he's your guide, that he leads you, that he speaks the truth to you, that there's no area of your li in your life where you walk in darkness. Because he enlightens your path. You know, so that the more that you, we acknowledge these things and we're aware of these things and we bring scripture to our remembrance and in prayer, the more that they happen in our lives. You know, uh, I mean, it just goes along with the psalm uh, where it says, um, acknowledge him in all of your ways and he will direct your paths. So the leading the guiding, the directing comes also through acknowledging. Amen. Praise the Lord. He's so good to us. So we put ourselves in the hands of the guide. We must be willing to allow ourselves uh, to be guided by him. Amen. We don't know it all. None of us do. You know, we, that's so good. And I mean, the scripture that keeps coming to, to me, and, and that's just one thing that the Holy Spirit does for us. He brings the, the scripture to our remembrance. You know, he says, uh, the book, book of James says, humble yourself before, uh, before the Lord, you see. And, and, and it says that he resists, resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. So part of that grace is he gives guidance. He gives leading. Amen. To the one that doesn't think, uh, that it, does not think I'm a self-made person. Amen. I don't want to be self-made. I'm thankful that I'm God-made <laughs> and that he's still at work in my life. Is the Word of God still working in you? Praise God. Amen. So we're not the, the finished product yet, but we sh we've come long ways. Amen. And the longer we walk with the Lord, the more that it shows. We want to be fruit bearers. Amen. We, we want to sound like Jesus. We want to do things. You, you, you know, we want to do His work. Because he told us that we would do his works. He said, these things that I do, you will do also in even greater works. 
He was talking about the whole church, the whole body of Christ. As a whole, one person is not going to do greater than Jesus. One person alone. Amen. But that's why it's important in this day and in this hour more than ever that the body of Christ comes together. Amen. There's, there, there's so many so many deceiving voices in the world. We love the people. Jesus loves the people. But they're deceived. Amen. So, so many. Somebody in the prayer meeting this morning brought up, you know, if nothing else, it opened my eyes to know what's going on in that city. Uh, you know, she said, I didn't know these things were going on. So we need to protect our children. We need to empower parents. Amen. To know how to be smart and right. And so the spirit of truth needs to, needs to be allowed to operate in our lives. Amen. I, I, I pray. I pray diligently for... You know, because now we're at the grandparents' stage. But for those that are raising the children, for the children themselves, the youth themselves, is very important to me. But also for those that are raising them. It, because, because things are not any longer like when, I, when we were raising our children. Amen. And and so we glory to God. This is this is that's why we need to be in church more than ever. The safe places. We were praying this morning for the for the don't you want the children and your youth to have experiences with God like you had and continue to have? Real experiences. You know, like you've heard this said before and it's true, God doesn't have grandchildren. He just has children. They need to know the power of God. You know, no, no one could dissuade me once, once I knew what had happened to me in salvation and how real that it was when I was eight years old. It was so real. I was thanking my daddy again. Every time I see him in person, and then many times on the phone, but every time I see him in person, he, he likes to hear it. So I tell him the story of how he was pre preaching in the Pyrenees Mountains in Spain. The Pyrenees Mountains, like you know, divide France and Spain. Beautiful mountains, and we would go there for uh, children's camps. And uh, how my daddy was came from the city and preached to us children. And if you had asked me the day before, I would have said Jesus in my heart. But that day, something happened, and I knew I was a sinner. And he made an altar call, and I answered. And you know what? The reality of what happened to me, nobody can take away. 
But then when I was 16, I started get hungrier for more. See, if you just, if all you have is enough, then, but, but, but something happened to me, and it was not enough. What I had was not enough. All of a sudden, my heart, not just my, not my physical heart, but my spiritual heart, was beating for more and craving for more. There had to be more. I said, there had to be more. There had to be more. There has to be more. And I would go at night crying out to the Lord, Lord, there has to be more. There has to be more. What we have in the church is not enough, Lord. There has to be more. You know? And little did I know, because I had never heard about it, never, never. Um, uh, you know, growing up in the denomination that, that I grew up in, and I still love that denomination, I grew up, I grew up in what is known here in the U.S. as Southern Baptist. Um, so anyway, we still love them and um, fellowship with many that are. And but anyway, we just little did we know we were caught in what was called the charismatic movement. And people throughout Spain of different denominations, including Catholic, were being filled with the Holy Ghost and speaking in other tongues when we had never even heard about it before. Glory to God, but it's in the Bible. You know, and so we, we want our children to hunger for more and the, and the youth and have encounters with God that change their lives and be able to minister to their, to their friends and to their peers. Amen. Uh, so, so praise the Lord. Uh, excuse me here, I took, um, I took a tangent. But let's go back to the Bible, Romans 8.14. The guide, the Holy Spirit, for us, the, the leader, for as many as are led, by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. Praise God. So you see, you got to be a son of God to be led by the, by the Spirit of God. And so if you're a child of God, if you're a son of God, daughter of God, then you are one that is being led by the Spirit of God. Amen? And so... so this is something that you have to uh, to remind yourself. Thank you, Lord. You you lead me. You're my guide. You're my leader. Lead me. Guide me. Thank you for doing it. Amen. So we ought to learn to depend on our guide, the Holy Spirit, the guide. You know, like have you ever taken a tour with a guide? We took, um, when was it, four years ago, maybe? We took our daughter and son-in-law four or five years ago, <laughs> the time goes fast, um, to Spain when we took our vacation. And we went to the south of Spain that time. Uh, well, we started there, then we went to the... I had never actually been in person to the south of Spain. It's called Andalusia. Anyway, 
And so we went to Granada and uh, we visited the Alhambra, majestic palace. Anyway, very, very big, beautiful gardens, beautiful architecture. So we got a guide because I knew all these Americans were not going to understand the Spanish. <laughs> so you could get different guides in whatever language you needed. There were people there from, you know, that needed German, French, Russian, whatever. So whatever you needed, you had the headphones to guide you in that language, right? So anyway, thank God for the tour guide. <laughs> Or they wouldn't have understood what was going on. They would have gone, you know, just a minimum experience. So you see, this, this with a guide, we don't have to have a minimum experience of our Christian life. The guide can tell us the more about the more intricate features that we would not observe or not notice on, on our own, like this guy did. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It was really, it was really good. You, and so probably, um, you know, you can think about times when you have had a tour guide that explained to you what you couldn't catch on your own or you would not have been able to understand, you know, on your own. Thank God for the guide. You know that he knows how to... I've heard about these caverns in the U.S. that you get to a point and they're dark, but the guide knows where to turn on light. But, you know, if you go without a guide, you wouldn't know where the light was, to <laughs> the switch. And it wouldn't be... Wouldn't be nice to be in the dark in deep caverns, right? Praise the Lord. We took a we took a, a tour in some cover, caverns with the kids one time. Anyway, praise the Lord. I'm moving right along so that that this guide can warn us of things ahead, prepare us, direct us uh, the way that we should go. So depend on the Holy Spirit for that. Amen. Um, you don't have to feel, feel like you're helpless. You have a helper. You have a guide. Let me remind you of that. I know you know it. But you can have inside information when, there's, when you might be clueless in the natural. But through prayer and seeking the Lord, He can give you inside information. Amen. So if, you, if we will learn to listen to him, look to him, he'll guide us. He'll lead us in our life. Amen. We, we, we need to take time for that. Amen. And so let's, let's go to John 15, 26 now. And we're going to see the Holy Spirit as our teacher. I see the time is flying on me. Um, our teacher, praise the Lord. In um, John sixteen thirteen, also, if, if you allow me, before we go here, um, it says that 
that he will speak what he hears God say. Isn't that good? So let's, that's what we want. That's what we desire. Um, so John 15, 26 is an a important scripture, too, about the Holy Spirit. And again, this is Jesus. Jesus is preparing them. Jesus is the advertiser <laughs> of the Holy Spirit, you know. And he says, when the comforters come, he's, he, he's, he's doing um, so, so well, uh, about, you know, preparing them for the one that was to come. Now, I don't know at the moment how much that they were retaining, but then they remembered what he had said. When the comforter, that's another another ministry of the Holy Spirit, comforter. When the comforter is come. So you, you see, do you need comfort? Just fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Get in prayer. He'll comfort you. He will comfort you. You know, he's the comforter. When I came to the United States a long, long time ago, it was back in 1977, um, you know, I, there, there would be days I really would miss my family. I'd miss the many people that I had that loved me because all of a sudden it seemed like only one person loved me. <laughs> uh, and, you know, and so, so I'd, I'd miss them. Um, and those were times, all the youth are not here, so they won't laugh at me, but those were, were times where... Um, we didn't have cell phones. We didn't have uh, computers. We couldn't send an instant email. Uh, we didn't have WhatsApp <laughs> that my sisters and I use now. Uh, and we can communicate every day. You know, we didn't have that. And to tell you the truth, we were both students and we didn't even have a telephone hooked up to our house. So you know what? I depended on the comforter. Amen. And I can I can testify and give glory to God that I did not get depressed. I did not spend one day depressed. Did you see me depressed? Sometimes I would hug myself. He'd come around, what are you doing? I said, well... There's no one else to do it, so I'm going to do it myself. <laughs> Glory to God. Amen. So, praise the Lord. But it was real because, you know, I, 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 I was used to hugs and kisses every day of my life <laughs> from a lot of people. <laughs> and, and, but the comforter did his job. I sought him, and he did not fail me. He'll not fail you if you will seek him, and you will trust him, if you will take him at his word. Amen? When there seemed to, to be no other um, young lady that wanted to be my friend, I went to the Lord and said, what's, you know, I guess, I guess that app was not created, but I did say, what's up, Lord? <laughs> 
praise the Lord. And he showed me what to do. And I did what he said, and I made friends. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. He is the answer giver for everything. So, John 15, 26, when the helper, the New King James says helper, the, uh, um, the, the Amplified gives all of the attributes, and the King James says comforter. When the helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the spirit of truth who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me. So see, in other words, he's going to teach you. He's going to teach you of him. He's going to teach you all that Jesus is, all that the Father is. He's the teacher. Amen? And notice in uh, John sixteen fourteen, we had seen verse 13, but now 14, it says that the Holy Spirit, uh, no, John 16, darling, 14. The Amplified says, or some translation says, that the Holy Spirit will make Jesus real to you. Um, but here in this one, uh, it says, he'll glorify me. But he will take of what is mine and declare it to you. How important the ministry of the Holy Spirit is. Amen. Uh, and then John 14, 26. John 14, 26. These are all uh, teachings of Jesus about the Holy Spirit. He's the, the one in, in um, charge of advertising. The, of the Holy Spirit coming to them. The helper, again, the uh, uh, James says comforter. The Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you how many things? He says all things. And bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. You know, we're only limited by the limits that we place as to how much that he will teach us. I've, I've given testimony of this before, but I remember many years ago, that's before this building was built, and we had to go into, you know, just we, all, of, all that we had to do, some of you were with us, many of you actually, and so it fell in my uh, hands, even though I tried to give it to a few uh, people that I deem smarter than me. Uh, but, you know, they didn't have the time for it or whatever. Uh, but we went into a contract with bonds. Was that what it was? And anyway, there was just thick material like that that I, that I had to read. And it was all really legal vocabulary. And... Um, Hey, I was a science major, <laughs> and um, but anyway, started reading it, and it just seemed like the first page Chinese to me. And it was in um, we were in in the bypass. Remember the building in the bypass? Now, anyway, and I was in my office, and I remember 
I, I got on my knees, literally on my knees, and I said, Lord, you're going to have to help me. Holy Spirit, you're my teacher. You're going to have to help me understand these. And, and I just thank you that you will. And I tell you the truth. The Lord is my witness. I got up. I sat back up. And I started reading it. And I understood it. So it was a good thing. Because uh, we needed to make sure that it was understood. So that we followed all of the guidelines we were given to follow. And the Lord blessed us as a church. We were able to pay it all off. way ahead of time. The Lord is so good. Amen. And, and to be able to be debt-free, we've been now for many years, debt-free of everything that the Lord has brought to us. So that's, that's a really glory, 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 glory to God. Glory to God. It took diligence on our part, but it took the grace of God. That's what, the keeping power of God, the grace of God that enabled us. Amen. So really, this is a very important scripture. I want to read it again to remind my, myself of, of it, of the Holy Spirit ministry in my life, because I, I, I continue to need his teaching in other areas. Amen. And, and you know what God has called you to do, he will enable you to do. And that was one thing that I did believe. You know, you have, have to have faith as a, you get to have, get to have faith as a child before him. Amen? That, that he will teach you. He'll open your eyes. He'll show you what you need to know. Amen? Uh, so praise God. There's been many times that I've that I'm prayer, I have told the Lord, Lord, I, it doesn't have to be me, but show somebody how to help so-and-so. You know, not expecting it for, for it to be me, but there's been some times that then suddenly then the Lord has downloaded what, what needed to be done or said or has shown something, you know, like Pastor Jim has been talking to us about those hidden secrets that he knows. You know, I learned a long time ago that, that if, if you don't, you know, if, if you just let the Lord be God and use whoever he wants to use, you know, that really would you, you don't care about getting any glory, you know, that then the Lord can use you. He can use you a lot better that way. Amen. Um, anyway, so praise the Lord. This is good. He'll teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. There's been, haven't you experienced that? That there's been times, it's not that necessary. You know, there's been times that all of a sudden you've thought about a scripture you hadn't thought for a long time. And it's come to you, whether it was in the middle of the night or, or right as you woke up in the morning or you were doing something and a scripture just came and it was just what you needed. He brings to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. He, the Holy Spirit, is everything to you that his word 
that God's word says that he is. Amen? So, just, just have a few minutes left. So, I want to, to uh, I'll only be able to touch on this a little bit. Uh, part of growing up spiritually, uh, and let's go to 1 Corinthians 3, verse 1, includes knowing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, like we said at the beginning. Um, we desire, now the, the Bible does say that as, that as um, newborn children desire the milk of the Word of God. But many of us are not newborn anymore. Right? So then you desire more than milk. We were, we were partakers of milk only for a while, all of us. But then when you've been walking with the Lord, amen, how many of us, I mean, some of us, it's been a while, right? So, so we, need, we, need, we need more solid food so that we can grow spiritually, right? Right. Uh, now we still... It's okay to still have milk. <laughs> so, you, and you know what I mean. I'm not talking about some are for dairy and some are for non-dairy. So whatever milk that you prefer, let's not get political about it. <laughs> uh, or picky. But, but you know what the Bible talks about. Amen. Uh, so the, the milk still necessary, but we need other other food in order to grow, right? And so First uh, Corinthians 3, 1, it says, I, brethren, could not speak to you. This is the Apostle Paul talking to the Corinthians. I couldn't speak to you as to spiritual people, but as to carnal, as to babes in Christ. So you see there's the genuine baby, but if a person continues to make time and not grow, then we're at, the, at a danger of being carnal. Okay? And we don't want to be carnal. We want to be spiritual. So if a person has been, you know, saved for for 10 years, let's say. And they still just want to act like a baby. I mean, I'm talking generality here, not... Then, let's say that I... Let's talk about me. If I were, um, you know, right now, just want to be treated as a spiritual baby, I would be carnal. Amen? I desire to be spiritual. I don't desire to be weird. <laughs> I hope you don't think I'm weird. I do have my peculiarities. Now, Mark, you just close your, your thoughts right there. <laughs> But, you know, we're all peculiar 
and I do have my peculiarities, I realize that. And a lot of that has to do because of where I was born and, and et cetera, where, how I was raised. But we don't want weird, amen? We don't want to be uh, part of the granola. What was that? It was fruits, nuts, and flakes, right? <laughs> Praise God. Um, you know, we want to... We want to be understood when we talk, right? But we want to be truly spiritual people, mature, grown up. You know, don't you think that if we're, we have been walking with the Lord 30 years, we should show some maturity? Amen? And if we've been walking with the Lord 20 years, I think we should show some maturity. I think there are people that have been walking with the Lord for five years that show more maturity than some I know that have been, okay, I'm not telling names, and uh, and all of you are excluded. But some people that I know have been walking with the Lord for 50. And I use the term walking with the Lord, and perhaps that, that's not what I should use. I, I should say some people that have been saved for 50 years. Because if you walk with him, it, it will show. Amen? That's right. So, praise the Lord. Um, okay. Um, knowing the Father. Knowing Jesus. I want to talk about knowing the ministry, the present Day ministry, and I'll finish with these, of the Lord Jesus Christ. Did you know Jesus finished his earthly ministry uh, with, his, with his resurrection and then ascension, right? But when he ascended, uh, then he still now today, we have scripture that validates the fact that he still has a present day ministry for us. And so I want to bring a few scripture for it. We'll go quickly. Hebrews 4. And, and see what, what he, who he is to you today. Amen. As we grow spiritually, we grow more aware of who Jesus is for this spiritual man. We come to know the Lord Jesus Christ. His great ministry at the right hand of the Father. Amen. So, uh, every born-again believer knows him as Savior. Then there are those that, that seriously re know him as Lord. Right? Um, but as we grow, then we get to know him as our high priest. Hebrews 4.14 through 16. The, uh, the, I, I love the book of Hebrews. When I was a, a young, uh, um, you know, young, I'm talking teenager, um, I remember being 18, 18 probably to be 19 at that time, and there was a wonderful um, man that came to Spain he was from Atlanta, actually. 
Anyway, and he came to minister, and I got to be his interpreter in my dad's church and in another church that we um, drove together with my dad and another couple from my dad's uh, church. We drove these um, very wonderful. Um, I still have a picture of him that once in a while I look at. His name was Terry McClellan. Anyway, um, and I remember how that before um, before the services, he would want to pray with me, and some of you have heard me say that, and he'd want to uh, worship the Lord with me. So he taught me a few songs in English. Anyway, and uh, so we would, we would share. But I would notice that in his devotional times, I've noticed as, that he would be studying the book of Hebrews. And I remember thinking, I said, oh, there'll be a day that I will read the book of Hebrews and understand it and enjoy it like he is. And so praise, I was glad when the day came. Because at that time, I had other favorite books. You know, the, I had not graduated to the book of Hebrews <laughs> yet. So uh, anyway, he, Hebrews 4. I don't know why I told you that, but I did. I think because we just recently came back from Spain and I have all these memories. Um, Hebrews 4, you're right there. Seeing then that we have a great high priest, Jesus is our high priest, who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. So this is what our high priest does for us. You see, we can come to the throne of grace, and we obtain through him mercy, and we find grace in the time of need. And he watches. You see, this is not a high priest that sacrifices uh, animals for us any longer. His blood... His blood did it. No more needed. But now he says that he's the high priest in verse 14 of our confession. He comes for our words. What are we believing in our hearts? And what are we saying? What are we saying that he is to us? Amen. What, what are we saying about how, how he guides and leads us or what is, what is it that is coming out of our mouth? Amen? And so then there's another. He's an advocate. First John 2, 1. Uh, and you know this scripture. We probably don't even need to go there, but you can put it up. He, he's our advocate. In other words, he's our defense lawyer. <laughs> Hallelujah. He, he's not your accuser. So don't ever think that if you're, re you're receiving accusation, that's from the Lord. Amen? Don't ever tell your children God's mad at you. You're going to make God mad at you. 
Amen. He is your, he's your advocate, praise the Lord. And the Holy Spirit is also the advocate. My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous. So if we sin, hallelujah. You know, we, when, we, when we realize that we sin, doesn't it hurt? It's embarrassing. You know, when the Lord enlightens us, oof, I missed the mark. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm like, oh, get, I get, I get uh, uh, red cheeks, uh, spiritually speaking. <laughs> you know what I mean? But praise the Lord, I have an advocate. Amen. And he doesn't want you to be down and, and putting yourself through all kinds of bad times, yeah, penance, praise the Lord. But he's an advocate. Praise God, praise God. So I'm going to give you two more. Intercessor. We already, uh, well, no, not with you, but I'm going to give you scriptures because I need to finish. Intercessor, look this up. Romans 8, 34, Hebrews 7, 25. And then, you see, he is our intercessor. There's one that still intercedes before the Father for you. And that's the ministry of the Lord Jesus today. Uh, excuse me? Hebrews 7.25. But it's also Jesus. Both Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Amen? So, so uh, and then he's your shepherd. Today, he's still your shepherd. <laughs> he has not quit his job as your shepherd. Amen? And of course, you know Psalm 23, 1. You know John 10, verse 14. And he's your Lord, right? He's our Lord. He still has ministry today that he's performing for us. Amen? Never think that if one sins, has left fellowship with the Lord, with other brothers and sisters. Let me tell you, if they were born again, the Holy Spirit did not leave them. If the Holy Spirit had left them, they would never be able to get back. So be assured of that. Because some people think that, oh, they've left God, God has left them. They have left God, but God didn't leave them. Amen? And so we're on the side of the advocate. We're on the side of the intercessor. We make intercessions ourselves. Supplications. Prayers. Amen? That they're coming back. That the Holy Spirit is enlightening them. That they're hearing. Amen? So thank God for the ministry of the, of the Lord Jesus, the ministry of the Father, the ministry of the Holy Spirit in your life. You're not alone. Amen. Glory to God. It's like somebody said, that was bold. Bold, somebody said. But God gave them boldness when they said, for me to fail, God would have to fail. And God cannot fail.
And why did they have the confidence to say that? Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Amen. I'm a God-abiding person. He abides in me. He lives in me. So you can say that. It's not arrogance, but it's faith in him. I will not fail. Amen? Because God cannot fail. And God's for me. He's with me. He's in me. Amen? So, Father, we just thank you tonight that we were able to, in the middle of the week, be reminded of Scripture, fellowship together, be encouraged, Lord, to continue our walk with you, to take advantage, Lord, of every moment of the day, to rely on you as our guide, as our teacher, as our helper, our comforter, our intercessor, our standby. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We give you all the glory. We give you all the honor. And we send, Lord, these precious ones with your peace, with your help, with your comfort, with your strength. We thank you, Father God, that you will do what your word says that you will do. Give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, Lord. Well, thank you for coming on this